there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! So much doom and gloom on the news, but here in the Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney is here with Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn, and our challenge to cheer everyone up in the next two hours or at least in the next two minutes Barry I saw your column today You're, you've got a lot of strong stuff to say about Rangers so we'll not go there first of all I don't want you to say too much about Celtic just now Jota could be fit for Tuesday where are we going to start? you've got some good news for us coming from Hibs against St Johnson tonight VAR night but you've been looking at the stats yeah and it's a sellout Paul which um, Stephen just mentioned um, off air that I think it's a First one in 30 odd years. Um, so, yeah, brilliant. It's not on TV, so that may be one of the reasons. Um, there might be a few neutrals going to the game. So, listen, that's a, a, a brilliant crowd to have at Easter Road. And as you just mentioned there, it's brilliant that VARs eventually now come in to play and it'll be interesting to see how the game pans out. I was watching earlier on in Sky Sports um, what's going to be happening. That was an interesting watch. So, Listen, there's going to be a few teething problems, no doubt about it, Paul. Um, yeah. But listen, I just think it was time it came in because we don't want to be left behind because the rest of the top leagues have got it. It's not VE day, it's VAR day. But Stephen, isn't that great news? 19,500 people at Easter Road tonight. Yeah, brilliant crowd. Um, really big big one for the players to go out and try and can they put a performance on to get that type of crowd back at Easter Road. You know, it's a brilliant stadium and... Should be a good occasion and just hope that VAR runs as a bit smoothly as it can and it's not the talking point. Some of my family are on the way through. The craft checks will be there. Tell you a wee bit more about that later. They're all there in tribute to their dad who died uh, two months ago and he was a massive Hibs fan. So, yep, we've got a full card tonight, tomorrow, the weekend. You know the games tomorrow. Hearts against Celtic in the capital at 12.30. Rangers Livingston at 3. Kilmarnock Ross County. Motherwell against Aberdeen and St Mirren against Dundee United. So we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu about VAR but also I think he's more interested in the league race. Two points ahead of Rangers. We'll hear from him. We'll hear from GVB. We'll hear from Antonio Cholak. Top striker, lead, leading scorer so far this season. He's going to be speaking to us shortly. Some great games this weekend, Barry, aren't they? Even looking away from the old firm, Motherwell Aberdeen. That one stands out. There's some some terrific ties. Yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, it kicks off tonight with the one that you, you just mentioned. And then Celtic are going to a tough place um, at Tynecastle. Hearts need to get back to winning ways. They've, they've had a few poor results over the last few games. Um, but watching Celtic on Wednesday... Paul, I've got to be honest with you, they were relentless. Um, waves of attack, and it was just a, how many goals it was going to be. So they're in good form. Obviously, Rangers need to step it up. Yep. That's two poor performances, but the positive you take out of that is they've won the two games, and as you says, Commander at Ross County, Murrow Aberdeen, um, and St Murn and Dundee United. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good fixture list. We'll have the score predictor tonight, so somebody could be earning well, over £500. Stephen, you see so much football. Were you at the Motherwell Celtic game watching your brother Paul? 
Yeah, and uh, I thought they were well in the game. As, as good as Celtic were, uh, big opportunity for, for McKinstry. Um, you just those types of nights you, you, you have to you have to take your chances when they come along and it's been a bit of a problem for Motherwell recently apart from that Ross County game so it's something they've got to work on and as you say sometimes the more you talk about it the, the harder it gets to put it in the pokey but uh, yeah big game for them tomorrow the biggest story of the last 24 hours dropped what 22 hours ago or so and Stephen your brother John obviously the captain Aston Villa and the manager Stephen Gerrard that everyone knows up here and featured so large at Rangers he's gone be a tough night for John and, and for everyone there at, at the Fulham I mean it was a terrible display wasn't it yeah he, he's gutted about it you know um, I think uh, you only have to follow it loosely to know it was a big week for the manager and uh, they were so good on Sunday against Chelsea yeah. just did everything but put the ball in the net in the first half and sometimes when it's going like that for you I mean um, in, in the summer he's two big signings out with long term injuries you know it's just been that type of season for Villa and um so last night it was just I mean when you know how big the week is you start to get that feeling watching it that um, it might have been the end and yeah he's just gutted it's just such a, a sore night and it, it's not never easy especially as the, the captain Barry are you surprised that it didn't work out for Stephen Gerrard he went with such high hopes yeah I, I mean I still think he's a very good manager listen I had like he made a decision to get out of the Premier League Aston Villa a big club you, you just need to look at their squad you, you can see maybe the reason why he wanted to go there um, but listen you know you know what it's like it's uh, football management you don't start getting results you're going to be under pressure and he looked a man under pressure last night Paul watching him um, in the sidelines Aston Villa um, they, they weren't great last night you could see a couple of goals they lost by the penalty I see on another day the keeper saves it um, I know G um, but listen I, I think he knew if he didn't get a result last night um, his job was going to be under under severe pressure and obviously he lost it after it which is no ideal but listen I'm sure he'll go and take a break and he'll come back stronger for this Will he come back as a manager somewhere do you think? Yeah I, I, I think so I think sometimes it's good to just go and take a break but looking at him it looks if he's aged a few years over the last yeah. couple of months but that's what football management does um, you listen, found it yourself, didn't yeah, you? But he had a, a brilliant budget. I still think he's got a, a, a right good squad there yeah. who should be, for me, certainly in the, in the top eight. Listen, there's been a few off for him. That happens in football. But listen, when you don't get results, Paul, you, your job um, is going to be taken away for you. And unfortunately for Stephen Gerrard, um, he's lost it. But listen, I'm sure he'll come back stronger, as I said. Would Michael Beale take it? I know that he said no to Wolves yesterday. Is there a chance he would go back? Uh, Aston Villa. To, to Villa well he's, he's asked, uh, sorry QPR are sitting top of the championship yep. he's absolute flying with QPR and um, well, Wilson had a big club as well mm -hmm. so he's, he's not back that opportunity it looks to me if he's confident that he can get QPR into the Premier League and I, I think he'll stay there and, and see it out Stephen this weekend what's your game we always want to check at the start of the programme at Falkirk you're, you're on an unbeaten run since you joined uh, the programme about five weeks ago yeah I'm putting it down to you Paul <laughs> no, uh, Kelty Hearts have got uh, at home so uh, it's a th three game week so we're looking to get the seven points at nine obviously didn't get the maximum with the drop and throws but if we can get seven for nine it's a good week 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 yep you're up against Barry's old team some of the players are still there aren't they are you going to pick yeah. his brains just beforehand about uh, Kelty Hearts if he's getting to tell me yeah I'll yeah. try and get out of him yeah <laughs> 
always he knows his stuff I see the SFA have been fined for pyrotechnics uh, I see Celtic and Rangers have both been fined by UEFA as well this keeps happening Barry doesn't it that's why I said any good news at the start of the programme it's VAR well we'll talk about that during the show what do you think 08 08 17 17 700 let's get the team news so the first kick off tomorrow is at 12.30 Celtic playing at Hearts here's Ange Postacoglu with the injury update pretty much as is from Wednesday night everyone pulled up okay from Wednesday night and um, yeah the ones who are close to coming back still we're just sort of maybe taking a more conservative path the team's going okay and uh, we'll see how yeah the, the closest being probably Jota and, and Turnbull um, we'll see how they are for, for Tuesday his team are back on form uh, I, I can see why people think that way but you know that's when you, you're kind of looking at outcomes and if you're looking at outcomes yeah it suggests they're in great form but you know I don't think we're far off it before then I think people will probably recognise the differences that you know we weren't putting away our chances and I still thought our football was decent and, and we were creating chances whether that was you know in the league or, or um, you know in, in, in the Champions League um, but obviously people kind of look at the final result and, and say well you know they're, they're going really well at the moment but like I said I, I don't think we've been far off it anyway but always pleasing to, to score goals home and away I think um, for the players are human beings I guess they get a bit of confidence out of that as well. Barry, what do you think of Celtic ahead of the game? Well, tomorrow, but also Tuesday, Shakhtar. Yeah, well, they're, they're going into the game tomorrow full of confidence. They've went to a tough place um, at Mullow um, and got a, a convincing win. Um, we, we watched the game in here that, and I thought they were... It was just waves of attack. Um, they were... Uh, they obviously, Postacoglu had made a few changes. Um, it didn't seem to affect the Celtic team and once they got that first goal Paul it was, there was only going to be um, one winner um, but as I said round the corner when you're playing at a big club there's always another big game and they've got a tough um, a tough one tomorrow and as you mentioned they've got another one that I think they need to they should be getting confident to win the Shakhtar game I watched the first game over there and certainly in the second half Celtic dominated Shakhtar they missed too many opportunities but as Postacoglu said there, now they're starting to find the back of the net again as they've been in a bit of a barn spell previous to that. So, look, there's no doubt they're going into the next couple of games confident. Stephen McGinn, what impressed you about Celtic the other night? Just a pacey player. You know, you're, you're watching, sometimes you watch them, obviously watching from my brother's point of view, you're watching some of the Motherwell midfielders and the amount of runs they have to track that uh, just go unnoticed. They're just so relentless at, at the way they play and how attacking they are. But, uh, as Barry said, Celtic are in a real tough week. I mean, this could be as tough a week as they have all season. Hearts away, Shakhtar in the Champions League and then Livingston away next Sunday. So, a big week for Celtic, especially some of the faces they've got missing. What about Abada? What did you see in him? He's, he's two goals, lightning pace, gets in the right place at the right time. Yeah, uh, it's, it's mad. It, sometimes he looks like the best finisher in the country and uh, I don't know if it's just such an instinct thing that the less time he's got the, the better finisher he is you know he's he's always in those areas um, and uh, pretty I mean pretty relentless Liam Kelly just parries it out and next thing you know it's in the back of the net so uh, but he's, his numbers I mean everyone spoke so highly about his numbers but for a, such a young player and it's scary to think that he can get even better and Kyogo whom you all, everyone rates him he got a goal at last he's yeah, back yeah he, he missed a couple of <laughs> yeah. chances where he should have scored he, he's hit the bar the underside of the bar and um, you're thinking he's probably thinking it's going to be one of these days again I'm not going to um, find the back of the net but the one where Abadas should have scored to be fair he's hit the post and listen <laughs> they're the ones you need see if you're going through a, a barn spell in terms of you, you, you're not scoring goals the tap-ins are the best one to, to get and I'm sure 
um, he would have been delighted with that Hearts tomorrow lots of injuries and the European schedule has been pretty punishing and speaks about Hearts It is a challenge for every club that, that has to juggle sort of European competition because of you know it's not just the fact you're playing extra games but there's um, travel involved you know there's all these other sort of um, you know, things that come into it that other clubs don't have to deal with so uh, even in terms of focus and it's, it's difficult to maintain or you know concentration on what the next challenge is, is sometimes so um but you know i mean that's for them to to assess but um yeah it's not easy when you when you're kind of you know juggling uh, the two competitions for sure so that's the game tomorrow 12 30 hearts against celtic i would imagine it's a sellout as well that'll be over 20,000 19 and a half thousand at easter road tonight so it's going to be busy there in the the capital uh, gvb barry i want to talk to you about your old club you've got a great column today in the record um and you're not happy about the players and the performance of some of them here's what gvb said today um about the players the most important thing and it's is to keep doing the things you are are, are doing and 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 we have, you know, we watched the clips back from, from Wednesday. And if we are, the structure was right, the, the players are in the right positions. Of course, you have situations in games where you can play a bad pass or the control is not, you know, it's not there at the moment. But you can have your structure because the structure gives you the best possible solution when you have the ball, but also when you don't have the ball. And that makes it so much easier. And if you look back all the games we play well, Last season, this season, uh, spells in games we played really well in, in Champions League as well. You know, we always had the right structure. Once your one or two players are out of position, your whole play will, will, be, uh, will be affected. And, and that's what we've shown them. 1-0 against Dundee. You say in your column today, the players, most of them, are letting down the manager. Yeah, no, like, I think they've got to take more responsibility, Paul. He made a few changes. And, and for me, the changes that he made... Um, you might not have a, a good game and Stephen will agree here you, you always don't have a good game you, you have off days in terms of your touch maybe no there or your passing's no there but one thing you've got to do is not your panning mm -hmm. you've got to work hard um, and I don't think some of these players are giving the manager a headache thinking coming Saturday against Livingston oh right do you know what he's he's going and showing me something in this game I think it makes um, Gio's team selections um, pretty easy for, for Livingston which um which disappoints um, myself, which disappoints the Rangers fans. You, you can see after the game, they were obviously unhappy with the, the, the performance. Look, the positive you take out the last couple of games is they've won. They went to Fur Park, they won 2-1. They're through to the semi-final, but they, they need to do more. I mean, I'm looking at it and it's a 37, 38-year-old devil the turn of the year. He's the one that's trying to make things happen. He's 38, remember. Somebody else has got to take the responsibility within the team and that, that concerns me what would you say about uh, Tillman Sakala and Morelos need to show more yep. need to show more what's happening with Morelos you would think I don't know well I, I think listen it's the contract situation as a part to play in it 100% I don't care what anybody says if you're running down your contract or coming to the end of your contract it's always in the back of the mind where am I going to be am I going to be here am I going to be going elsewhere um, and that's the same for, for Ryan Jack and, and Kent as well um, so I think the club need to sit down the sit the players down, say to them, this is all we can offer you. Are you going to sign? If not, right, you just need to move on. If you want to sign on, great, let's move on. So there needs to be a solution to, to that. But overall, the team need to start bringing more to the, the party, Paul, because um, the performances can only last that long. 
a wee, a wee bit of luck because there's going to be um, if they don't raise their, their level they're going to suffer a defeat sooner rather than later and there were some boos at the end Barry what's your reaction yeah but you're going to get that listen I suffered loads of games when I was coming off I was getting booed it's just standards fans expect good better performances That that's just something that you've got to suffer when you, you play at a big club like Rangers Paul the manager Gio Van Brockhurst says the focus of his players needs to be better you know I think the message is clear also what I said about uh, after the game I think we were 60 minutes we we were playing really well you know the only thing we can say is that we we didn't score uh, the goals we needed to score you know three four nil time and at half time would have been there that's what we need to improve you know I think especially when we when you see the last half an hour I think we were uh, we struggled in keeping our structure. I think that's the most important uh, thing for me to have that uh, for 90 minutes tomorrow and that was also the focus uh, we had in the last couple of days. Stephen, any positives for Rangers? Yeah, they're into the semi-final. What about Yilmaz? So, finally we saw him, Ridvan Yilmaz. Did you see the highlights or see the game? No, I haven't. Uh, to be honest, and I haven't heard much about him. It's a strange one. You should know. have asked you that first. So. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, but... To be fair, um, I know Barisic takes a lot of stick, yeah. but um, him and Tavernier have been big players for Rangers as well, so big shoes to, to fill, and if he's not ready to walk in as a Rangers player, then um, he's a young player that they're going to have to stick with him, maybe comes into the team um, next season more more so, um, obviously a long-term signing. Um, but the, the bit, obviously, when you're winning games, they are still winning games, they are still getting through to the semi-final, but you can't kid on the fans. Mm. No, you can't come out and say everything's good just because they're winning. People I spoke to that were at the game didn't enjoy it. In fact, they spoke about Dundee being pretty comfortable in the game, which I may have been there um, as players from teams. out. You, you should never really enjoy the game there. Even times I've got results, it's uh, I mean, you're leaving everything out there. So um, that that's a bit of a worry. The thing I want to probably ask Barry is, with Morelos been out of contract surely this is the bit it's in his hands to earn himself a move mm -hmm. if that's what he's looking to do he's never probably had a better situation here we, he can sign a pre-contract in a couple of months surely this is the time you see the best version of him yeah I, I totally agree whether he wants to stay and earn a better contract at Rangers or if he wants to move on you've got to show something on the pitch if he's got, if he's got three years left in his contract and quite clearly he's second choice of the minute I don't mean you, you never want to see anyone spit the dummy or whatever but you can, I'm thinking surely for whatever, if he wants to earn a big contract at Rangers or he wants a big contract elsewhere, surely he's he's doing more to be... Because it's not as... I know Cholak's getting his goals, but it's not as if he's unplayable at the minute and yeah. uh, a fully fit Morelos, I think, can can be the number nine for Rangers again. You know what I think of him. Yeah. I, I think he's a, a top-quality striker, but at this moment in time, he had the, the, the difference with the manager. I think the manager had done the right thing. Right, you're not involved going away and get fit but he's had an opportunity and I was expecting sitting down watching the game I'm thinking right now this is the time to go and show whether they, I don't care if you don't score go and close people down go and show a, a right good attitude and as I said go and give the manager a headache go and give him something to think about but I'm afraid the guys that come in have made it easy for me for, for the manager for his team selection and, and Saturday in terms of Ridvan you know what, at least he showed a bit of hunger and a bit of positivity. That's one thing I will say, because I've not seen enough of him, but he looked eager to impress. Um, and he showed signs that there is a player there, but again, Paul, you need to see it over a prolonged period of time. Did he knock his pan in for you, would you say? Yes. You like that Can one? I, I like that one, no, knock I his think, pan I in. I think yeah, that should be a given anyway. You should. Of course. Listen, yeah. 
I've had hundreds of bad games, but one thing I've always walked Steady. off and I've looked in the mirror and thought to myself, hundreds. at least I gave it everything. That's what you've got to do. And um, yeah, he certainly did. He, he looked to he looked yep. to me if he wanted to go and impress the manager. And he certainly gave it everything. A few dozen bad, not not hundreds of bad games. From you. More than a few does. <laughs> <laughs> you can call Barry and ask him 0808 17 17 700. Uh, Stephen McGinn, Paul Cooney, and Barry Ferguson. And uh, yeah, that's the news tonight. VAR will be in. I wonder what we'll be talking about on Monday. We'll be talking about all these games and hearing more from the managers. And we'll hear from Cholak as well next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. It's the weekend, the Friday edition. We're on every night from five. Barry Ferguson is here in the company of the Falkirk captain, Stephen McGinn. 0808 17 17 700. The dates are out for the Premier Sports, the Scottish League Cup semi-finals. It's Celtic against Kilmarnock on Saturday, the 14th of January. Rangers against Aberdeen the following day. Three o'clock, both games at Hamden. But Barry, I see the Celtic Killy game is at five thirty on Saturday. Not a favourite time for kickoff, is it? Yeah, like Saturday games. Like you're used to the afternoon yeah. kick off, say twelve o'clock or twelve thirty or three o'clock, five thirty. But I've, I've seen a, quite a few kickoffs at that time. Um, but listen, there's mouthwatering um, semi-finals. Paul Kilmarnock uh, deserve to be there. Good result against Dun United, Aberdeen. Turning over Partick Thistle pretty convincingly. Um, so, l- listen, I don't think they'll be easy games. Um, but if you're looking at that draw, I fully expect it to be a Celtic and Rangers final. It's going to be the big two, the derby, the old firm derby. Stephen, do you see any upsets? Maybe, I know it's a couple of months away, but... Nah, but I, would, I would be surprised if it wasn't Celtic or Rangers, but um, Derek McInnes fancies himself mm-hmm. against uh, another semi-final against Celtic. You know, he's had yeah. quite a few run-ins at Hamden, so... Um, yeah, delighted for the Kelly boys the other night. They, um, I, I fancied them just that cup, fine, uh, cup uh, tie atmosphere mm-hmm. down at Rugby Park and with the good feeling they've got at the minute. I just fancied them to edge it over Dundee United and delighted for them. They had a real edge, didn't they? You could tell that they were determined to get through. It's something Derek brought mm-hmm. uh, with him and since he had the job, he brought that real edge and that kind of almost that cup spirit um, he brought to, to the final league games of the last season and it's something he's, he's big on. He's got a really good cup record. It's a good move for Kelly, isn't it? When you think about it, Barry, at yeah. first, people thought, nah, they won't they won't get Derek McInnes. I was surprised. No been disrespectful to Kilmarnock. They were in the championship. I know, like for me, all day long, Kilmarnock are a Premier League team. Yeah. No doubt in my mind about that. Um, but I was surprised that he never got another job. But as I thought it was a brilliant appointment by Kilmarnock. You've seen, obviously, with the, the squad he assembled. He had Derry worked hard. And listen, they, they got what they, they wanted to get back in the, the, the Premier League. And I think this season for Kilmarnock, it's, it's all about... Um, making sure they stay in the Premier League uh, they've had a, a, a good run in the Cup obviously they're into that semi-final at Hamden um, but I, I think this year Kilmarnock will be, will be fine I think they'll stay well clear of, of relegation they'll miss Kyle Lafferty out for 10 games we talked about it last night on the programme I see he said he's sorry and he'll be helping the charity nil by mouth who do absolutely brilliant things but they will miss the big striker but uh, yeah, at least he's yep. man enough to come out and apologise exactly. so that's yep. one thing you, you've got yep. to credit him with um, he's made a mistake listen we all make mistakes yep. and, and one thing about him is that at least he's come out and he's, he's apologised and as you say nil by mouth he's going to go and do a bit of work with him yep. so listen he's he's got his punishment now I'm sure I heard Derek speak about it Kilmarnock punished yep. him as well I'm sure we are fine now he's been punished that's the toughest thing for a footballer missing 10 games 
because he's an important player. But listen, he, he's done wrong. He's admitted that, and now he needs to move on. And and listen, um, I'm sure Commander will miss him. But listen, these things happen. Var, this is Var Day. Let's hear from uh, the manager speaking about it, GVB, in a moment. But first, Ange Postacoglu, an interesting take he's got on it. Um, I've never seen so much excitement about something that's. Um, I, mate, I'm totally ambivalent to it. I, I think the best outcome for VAR this weekend is if we don't use it, it means all decisions are right. But it's not like it's an exciting new signing or something. <laughs> that stuff doesn't rock my boat, mate. But I know others are really excited by it. Good luck to them. But I doubt anyone's uh, buying an admission ticket to see what VAR does this weekend. <laughs> I think they, they'll be there to watch the football, hopefully, anyway. Stephen McGinn, does it rock your boat? Var? Just laughing, he's passive-aggressive, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but as as we love in this, I know he's still getting he's still pretty new to this country. We do love the big decisions and who got what right and who got what wrong. And uh, with a limited amount of cameras at these games, there's going to be plenty wrong at times. So um, Angie's going to have to get used to it, I think. I wonder about rocks by Angie's boat. Yeah, <laughs> good question. I wonder about yeah. rocks. Um, I, I just think we we've got to have it, and because as I said at the, the start of the show, Paul, everyone in the league. It's got it. We've got to move with the move with the times. Um, do I think it's going to be smooth? No, I don't. I think there's going to be mistakes um, happening, but we had to get it in. And I'm sure. Listen, I've, I've always maintained this: the the people who's happiest are the referees. They've been desperate for it, Paul. Yeah. Here's his next take on it. VAR's only there if the referees miss something. So um, hopefully, referees uh, don't miss anything major, and the game just plays. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's not there as a, you know, starring attraction of the afternoon or evening. Uh, so, um, so yeah, if we don't see it at all, I'll be uh, probably the happiest man in Scotland because everyone else is, seems to be really excited by it. But anyway. I get exactly what he means, but nobody, you don't bother until your team is affected and you think you're wronged by something and then the phone lines will go crazy. So that was Ange today speaking ahead of the game tomorrow. There'll be VAR, of course, Hearts against Celtic and also Rangers against Livingston. Here's Giovanni van Bronckhurst. Well, good because I, I'm used to VAR, VAR already. We, we had it in Holland quite early. I think we were one of the, the first countries who had VAR. I had it in China. Of course, in Europe we have it. So it's. Uh, I think it's good for the game that we finally have, uh, have VAR in the country. Of course, it was meant to be after the World Cup, but um, I'm glad they pushed it forward. And uh, I think it, would it will help all of us, you know, uh, discussion points after the game, big decisions in games where the referee can have help. So uh, I think everyone will benefit from it. Any other comment on it, Barry? On Gio's no. take on it? No, but when I was watching it the day you were watching yep. in, in Sky yep. Sports, that they've been training for a year, yeah. so they'll be up to they should they should be up to speed. Um, but listen, I'll reserve my judgment until I, I see a few games. I, I'm still fresh off the Villa one last night. The stuff that happens, it Mitrovic hits a shot and it's going wide, and in the slow motion it looks like a blatant handball. But stuff like that happens with VR that when it's slowed down it looks more. I mean, right away, I'm thinking they'll give us and we VR this, give us a pen. How, how can it see that? I don't get see with Mitrovic. Um, who was the, the player? Matty Cash. Ma Matty yeah. Cash. He's, he's a yard away from Mitrovic and the power that he's hitting the ball. How can he what get out of the bay? It's impossible. I, I, yeah. That, that for me, yeah. I'll be honest, I don't know what you think, Stan. It's not a penalty. Yeah, but they're, they're watching it slowed, so slow yeah. that it, it almost looks as if Matty Cash has pulled his hand out to stop it. Mm -hmm. But in real time, it's he's a yard away. It's, it's hit him. And right away, I think they'll give this. But 
uh, stuff like that. I mean, how are you ever meant to block a shot with your hands yeah. totally behind your back? The worry is, what I don't, I've yeah. said it many times, I hate seeing defenders when they go out and they put their arms behind their, their back. For me, that's unnatural. Yeah. Because if they, if they move, the, if they chop you, right. you're totally, you've sold yourself. No, because your hands, you've got no way of moving. Yeah, it's difficult. And you see them all in there, they're going to be the Crawford Allen, really pleased as punch about it. And we do have to have it. But the more people involved in it, the more they'll want to justify their jobs as they go on and the more they will slow it down. The, the referees need to be allowed to be firm about it. It can't be... I, I didn't know all that. Watching it today, like, Wally Collins of our referee. Yeah. And he's got two assistants. That's right, yeah. In the studio. A bad assistant and there's also the Hawkeye guy. But, but or, then there's another woman. boy yeah. behind him that has a chat with him before the game and at half-time and after the game. So, um, it's, it's mental. <laughs> it's bonkers. He was asked about uh, the sacking last night uh, at Fulham of the Villa manager and the former Rangers boss, Stephen Gerrard. First of all, for Stephen, of course, it's to uh, you know get sacked yesterday for him personally. You know, I since I joined here, I have uh, regularly contact with Stephen about um, you know his time at Aston Villa and, and 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 of course the games we play at Rangers. So you know it's uh, something. It's part of your job. I, I sent him a message as well this morning. You know, eventually I think all managers will will face it at at, at one time and. Uh, you know, it's not uh, what you want, you know, because we're all dedicated to our jobs. We give everything to to get success to the club. But uh, if that's not um, going well, you you know the pressure is on you. And, uh, you know, as, a, as an old player with playing in these circumstances with high pressure, I think he's familiar with that. For sure, he will learn from his time at Aston Villa again, also with his time at Rangers to become a better manager for his next job. And I see Jurgen Klopp has been supporting him as well, uh, as they would and should, Barry. Uh, yeah, you don't want to see a manager sure. lose his job. Mm. Uh, as I said, you, you could see, he knew, I could sense the pressure was on watching him um, at the sidelines, Paul. Um, and as I said, it's probably, because of the squad, he's built there and the players, the calibre of players, they should be followed up the league. But listen, sometimes in football, it, it happens. Um, should they have got more time? In my opinion, yep, he should have. Um, but listen, they've made a decision now that they need to make sure Aston Villa players give a reaction. I think it's Brentford on Sunday. Um, so and that's well, tough, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but listen, yeah. don't be surprised if Aston Villa win the game on Sunday. Let's go back on the lines now. Laurie is on in Glasgow. Good evening, Laurie. Hey, Pano, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Uh, my, my main points this evening are uh, the introduction uh, VAR in Scotland. Uh, are you excited? Are you excited about it? No, I'm not, Paul, to be perfectly honest with you. I'll tell you why I do go along with Barney, and I think it's, it has to be brought in. I, otherwise, we'll all be left behind. But the reason I'm unexcited about it is, as far as I'm concerned, it won't change controversy. The only thing about VR, I would say, is where it's incontrovertible. As uh, providing, of course, uh, the TV cameras are at the right angles, then it will be able to decide definitively uh, whether a player was in an offside position or not. Now, where I, it's still very contentious is the sub, subjective answer to the game where it's open to interpretation, i.e. Yeah. ball to hand, hand to ball, and uh, challenges. Uh, so it certainly isn't a panacea mm-hmm. for any ills uh, regarding uh, decisions. And you need only look at BT Sport and Sky Sport every weekend. And there are uh, disputes and controversies uh, amongst mm-hmm. the, the, the pundits uh, who are commentating these games, they're not in agreement. 
uh, not only with each other, uh, but uh, with the decisions that have been made. So I don't think we should get too carried away <laughs> uh, with the That's my thoughts on it. Don't get too carried away. I think you're right, Stephen. Uh, I think you would agree with Laurie. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, he's still watching. We obviously watch a lot of Premiership football up here, and there's times when the offside. Uh, with the cut of the grass or the angle of the camera you think he's definitely offside and the goal's given stuff like that that um, that those type of problems to the viewer at home uh, come up but you just don't, you just hope that it makes it better you get more decisions right they're not going to get them all right and they don't in England they don't across Europe but you're hoping that they get more right and, and they don't miss the obvious ones The biggest mistakes I, I see what Laurie just mentioned they're ball to hand they're hand to ball that, that's the one like the, the game that I seen last night the Aston Villa game for me, and the power that these players yeah. put through the ball, a yard away and it's, it scalps off Matty Cash's hand. He's diving in to block it. You can clearly see that with his foot and it, it smashes his hand. And I've I, I seen it at real pace. i even seen it at slow pace. It does look that his hand has come out, which it obviously has. Yeah. But for me, it's never a penalty. They need to... Uh, sometimes they need to take a step back and think of the, of the power, as I said, and the pace of this modern day games played that Laurie what are you feeling about uh, your beloved Celtic back on form again scoring the goals you're looking forward to tomorrow they're certainly firing on all cylinders Paul there's no question about that they're a very entertaining and exciting team uh, to watch uh, to paraphrase Big Angie's mantra we'll never stop running however I want a caution here because I'm quite a pragmatic person I tend not to get carried away yeah. I don't get over emotional when it comes to football I always try and look at things, uh, we, we, you know, measured yeah. and we a sense of balance. And here's the thing. Celtic have came unstuck at Tynecastle a couple of times before in recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, last season, of course, uh, when John Suter scored in the last minute, uh, Ange Postecoglou's won his first matches at yeah. Tynecastle. And I remember famously several years ago when Hearts ended a long unbeaten run uh, that Celtic were on. And I think they beat them 4-0 if Four. I remember it certainly That's correctly. Right. Yep. Uh, now, here's my point. My point is that uh, Celtic have been in scintillating form recently. Rangers not so. However, Rangers are still grinding out results, whether they're playing uh, unattractively or not. And football can ch- change in the blink of an eye. So it's not impossible, it's entirely conceivable that if Celtic were to come unstuck uh, at Tynecastle against Hearts tomorrow and Rangers beat Livingston, you could find yourself in a situation at quarter five tomorrow night Despite uh, all the pessimism uh, that I hear Rangers supporters uh, coming away with surrounding their team and uh, a lot of the, you know, the jubilation and ecstasy about Celtic supporters when talking about their team, in the blink of an eye, things could change. And tomorrow night at quarter to five, mm-hmm. you could find the Rangers have leapfrogged Celtic uh, at the top of the league. That's how easily it can happen. Barry, a yeah, nice smile. Listen, no, yeah. I, you spot on. Because yeah. listen, Rangers have been really poor the last two games. I says it to start the show, Paul. Yep, but they've, they've won that game at Mullow. They get the three points. They made sure they get into the semi-final on, on Wednesday night. But listen, it could all change. Like As I said, Rangers could go out and I fully expect them to beat Livingston. I also fully expect Celtic to take care of Hearts. But listen, I know what it's like. I've been in a situation before going to Tynecastle when you're in good form and you come away with a, a right slap in the face getting yeah. turned over by a couple of goals. So look, it is possible. There, there's no doubt, no doubt about it. But just at the pace... And the way that I, I'm seeing Celtic playing, they, they are hard to deal with. Um, and if they continue that, I think it's going to be a hard one for Hearts. But Lordy, spot on, it could be 
quarter to five, everything everything could be rose in the garden for Rangers. There's a point clearly the Celtic in the league. Stephen, it's a funny old game football. Yeah, and what Laurie's saying, it's hard to argue against, but I mean, the eye doesn't lie. I mean, um, I know Rangers are winning, but it's, it's the manner. Um, last Sunday I was watching the game and obviously uh, brother head on, um, you want Motherwell to do well and I didn't actually see Rangers scoring um, definitely not too the way the game was going and at Celtic and Rangers if if you're having that I mean it's not it's not good if if you beat Celtic Rangers sometimes you have, your goalie's been brilliant yeah. um, I actually thought it was a bit of a missed opportunity for Motherwell the way Rangers had played last week and that's why that's where all the criticism's coming it's not because they're not winning sure. it's just the manner and and everyone if they were to drop points at any point soon everyone would say it that's been coming. Mm. Laurie, do you think there'll still be two points in it though tomorrow, come quarter to five? I, I think Paul Celtic will win the game, yeah. uh, to be honest. I, yeah. I, I'm only saying that you right. can't discount uh, the possibility that I suggested. The other thing that I'll say, sure. uh, Paul, if you can afford me a, a minute or two uh, longer on the show, is, uh, I, watched, I watched the Celtic and Rangers games consecutively the other night there. And to me, there's one huge difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want to be unkind uh, you know to, to, to professional football players but to me the Celtic wingers uh, are all in form uh, Abada uh, Jota the possibility he might be coming back against Donetsk Forrest and Maida uh, those guys uh, are very direct they're very quick and they have got very impressive goals and assists uh, statistics yeah. the Rangers wingers to me Paul uh, you've got Kent uh, Sakala and Matondo those guys more often than not there is no end product to their play uh, they flatter to deceive and what I will say is they're watching them in action at times their style of play would be more suited to futsal playing on the beach of Copacabana and <laughs> Rio de Janeiro yeah. uh, right I'm going to throw it to Barry Barry's smiling there that's a bit like what you're yeah, saying I'd in the column it down, yeah, yeah. But I, when he was speaking about the obviously he's comparing yeah. Both sets of wingers and I draw it down. End product. So Laurie, you've got a, a good football brain, thinking like me. Yeah. That that is the difference. And you'd love to see that at Rangers yeah, just but now. That's yeah. what I've been saying for, for yeah. weeks in terms of Ryan Kent. I, I I'm a big fan of Ryan Kent. I think he's he's got all the tools, Paul. But what I want to see is I want to see an end product. I want to see goals. Mm-hmm. I want to see assists. That's not coming for the Celtic uh, sorry, the Rangers wide players, but what what's happening at Celtic is they're delivering. At this moment in time, do you think they can deliver the Tillmans, the Matondos, well, the Cala? Like we need yeah. to start delivering. All right, Laurie, we're going to have to go to a break. Great to hear from you. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn. Don't forget the Euronites are going to be back Tuesday and Wednesday. I see that the uh, they're up on the screens already, Barry, about next week. So Tuesday, Celtic against Shakhtar Donetsk and Napoli against Rangers on Wednesday. You could be with us at the Euronites with Steen, one of Scotland's leading mechanical and electrical contractors. We will be at the Radisson Red. It's going to be some games. If you would like to come along for the special Euronites, there's going to be the podcast with Steen available afterwards. Then subscribe to the Go Radio Football Show podcast and you'll automatically receive the newest edition when it lands. It's going to be some week, Barry, isn't it? We had got a week off last week, which was probably good. Time to regroup the League Cup quarterfinals you're looking forward to it next week 
Honestly, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I've seen Napoli play, and to me, they're the not just in the group pool, overall in the Champions League, they're, they're the team that's impressed me most. So, well, it's going to be a tough one um, for, for Rangers. I would imagine they're going to go over there and sit in and, and try and frustrate because I think if you come out and you, you, you try and have a go, listen, there's only going to be one outcome. Um, but listen, Rangers just need to take care of domestic stuff. The Champions League's been a sore one for Rangers, but one I think they're probably looking at is the, the home tie against Ajax. Yeah. They need to at least get a point on the board. Um, you never know in football, but look, it's going to be hard next week against uh, Napoli. But the following week, I would expect them to get at least something off Ajax. What about Celtic, Stephen? What do you reckon they are expected? They should. They could. Beat Shakhtar. What do you feel for Tuesday? Yeah, if I haven't watched the first game, you've got to think that at home that uh, they can go one better and, and beat Shakhtar. But Shakhtar have been picking up points. I mean, they uh, got a result in Germany, for obviously 4-1 against Leipzig, drew away Real Madrid last week. So it's not going to be a rollover. And they're taking such a huge support with them over to Madrid. They'll, they'll be wanting to go there and still have the outside chance of uh, having Europe after Christmas. Let's hear about Conor Goldson. He's a big miss, obviously, for Rangers. GVB has been speaking about the big defender and when he might be back. Uh, well, it was a little bit more positive than we um, than we thought. But uh, you know, for him and of course for all the injuries, you know, with the, the the World Cup break, you know, it's it's like five weeks. You don't have any games, so that's that you will benefit from that in their recoveries. Hopefully, we will have Conor uh, Conor back at that time. Big miss. Conor Goldson, be good to see him back. Yeah, not no just because he's, a, he's a, a physical presence and he's a real good player, Paul. He's a communicator. He talks, he's a leader on, on the pitch and, and he will be a certainly a, a big miss for, for Rangers. Look, he's, I think if you ask Conor himself, he, he's not had the, the best performances this season, but look, I still think Rangers need him in the team. He, he's still a big player for Rangers and I says it's not just on the pitch. I think off the pitch as well in the dressing room. I know for a fact that he has um, one of the the vocal ones which which you need in your team. And he hasn't had a regular partner, obviously, Stephen. Uh, this year, last year, it was either Hollander or Balogun. But with Suter playing at the beginning and then now, Ben Davies wasn't fit. It's been tough for him. Yeah, it's been a. You consider if everyone's fit, how many options they've got. It's been a difficult position for Rangers, and uh, you're losing the one guy that's been so reliable for the last few years and. Um, as, as Barry said he's a big figure for them on and off the park and um, a big loss and they'll be really hoping that they can get him back as soon as the, the World Cup's out of the way and no, no to miss too many games that end Yeah but I like Ben Davies uh, he's um, good positional sense he looks a bit he knows the game and inside out and I think him and Connor in time would be a, a good partnership also you've got the emergency young Leon King, this is a, a big um, four or five weeks for um, the young man. But I think he's handled um, himself really well, young Leon King. It'll be the transfer window before we know it. GVB was asked about it today. Well, at the moment, if it's if it stays like this, of course we are. We we need to look to to do something, as I said. But it's still only half October, so we have two and a half months. You know, when when the January windows open, and you know, I I'm I'm hopeful that yeah we have players back at that time. Wonder what will the situation will be then, Barry. What will happen? He want to strengthen. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't think he's going to come out and say that. He he'll, he'll he knows he he needs a couple of players in, and then also it depends on what's going to happen with the three players that are coming out of contract. They can sign, and then what was that? Nine weeks, yeah. nine and a half mm -hmm. weeks. 
Ryan Kent, Ryan Jack, and Morelos are, are, are free agents able to sign with clubs in a free transfer. So he needs to get a decision on them. And also, even if they do, do decide to stay, Paul, I still think he'll be looking to, to add one or two. I wonder what market he will go into. You would have expected him to be in the Dutch. Very surprised. Yeah. Yep, he, he would have known it inside out. He was at Feyenoord and he'd mm. done a brilliant job at Feyenoord. Um, and as I said, he, he'll know all the players in the league. He'll have loads of contacts as well, Paul. So that's one one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm surprised about in terms of he's not brought any um, Dutch players in. Not just because he's Dutch, but... Yeah. Listen, it's a good market as well. It's not the most expensive yeah. market. There, there was always a rumour about boy, the boy Veerman, wasn't there? Yep. And, it, and, and the PSV ties, he, he looked like he could player. have been a yeah, very good, good player, player for Rangers. And you wonder how that broke down. Was that finance or was it um, he didn't want to come? But th- usually there's no smoke without fire. Then that was a rumour for a long time, that one. One of the successes he has had is uh, Antonio Cholak, top scorer. Uh, two things coming from him. First of all, he spoke about the full time, the fans booing after they beat Dundee 1-0. I mean, of course, the fans have the right to show their opinion and I also understand them, accept them. I'm a really positive guy, so I always want positive vibes and uh, positive energy and I know what our fans can give us with, with the power, with the energy, the rarely in, uh, nowadays in football, but this is what we want. We just want to give the energy on that pitch and we know then what energy they will give us. We have to win and this is the most important thing. And uh, okay, sometimes you win better, sometimes like with a better side, sometimes not, but the most important things are the three points. And this is what counts at, counts at the end, but uh, of course we always want to have them in our back and, and to impress. And he's given them something to cheer about this season. Stephen, I mean, everyone loved Morelos at Rangers, but uh, Cholak is showing him the way to go. Yeah, and he seems positive because he sounds like some strikers I've played with that even though the team's kind of toiling a wee bit, he's yeah. sitting top of the chart. So uh, he's quite happy yeah. with his goal return. So he, he's got a lot to be positive about personally. You've got to be like that, haven't you? A striker. Yeah, you've yeah. got to. But listen, he'll understand look, that there's standards and expectations at, at, at Rangers. Look, I, I get where he's coming from. The positive thing is they've won the last couple of games, Paul, um, but they need to be better. They, they know they need to be better and I've seen a few interviews done with the players you've seen the managers interview yeah. and they're all saying the same thing they need to step it up and that's what needs to happen and I'm sure tomorrow they'll, they'll want to, to, um, to prove a few people wrong A lot of calls coming in for Barry and Stephen Kevin is on the line the Celtic fan Good evening Kevin Hiya Good evening guys Good evening How are you doing? I know bad What's in your mind hey. tonight? To be honest, I think Rangers have got the, the players to actually challenge Celtic. Um, I think it's the coach. You think it's the to coach? So you you think I, it's Giovanni? Aye. So they, aye. Um, I wouldn't surprise me if Gerard came back up the road. Are you, so you, you think Stephen Gerrard could come back and Gio would be out? Barry, what do you think? think serious point yeah. or a wind-up? No chance. No, I, that's serious. No, I, I don't think it'll, it'll happen. No way. No, he's um, he's left. He's went elsewhere down to Aston Villa. And unfortunately, it's no work for him because I, 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 to be honest with you, I look for a Rangers point. It was a, a building process with Gerard, and I thought he'd done a brilliant job at Rangers. Disappointed to see him go, but no, I can't. I can't see that happening. No way. Kevin Barry doesn't see that happening at all. Stephen, do you see it happening? I don't. I don't see. It. I, I don't think Rangers are as a club are desperate to get rid of Gio. I think that. Uh, they want to, him to turn it round turn the form round yeah. and get back to winning and uh, they're fresh off the back of obviously European final but if he was to lose his job it's, it's not something that I, I, I could see it happening to be honest um, 
if if that job comes available and and Stephen Gerrard knows what he did at Rangers and how big a club it is and etc. There's no many other jobs as good as that one that would be available maybe at the time. Would the Rangers supporters take Gerrard back? But I think they I think they would. Barry, would they? Uh, I, look, I, I'm on, I, I don't really know. Look, I know a lot were, were not happy that he mm. left in the in the first place. Yep. So I, I think it would be probably 50 50. I'm unsure. Listen, that's one of the things you would need to obviously put out and, yeah. and ask people's uh, people's opinion. I think um, I saw on the hotline, somebody a headline was they, they didn't want him back. Mm. There isn't a job there. Kevin, what about your own team? Big five days coming up with the game tomorrow at Hearts. Uh, who's pleasing you most at the moment? Gikamakis? Kyogo back on form, Abada. Um, Mau, especially Mau. He's actually come on his game now. They run the show in the last game there. Um, it's just the, the squad we've got as well. Um, can they pick and choose what we want to do? Um, Stephen, games still to go. Yeah, Aaron Moy has done well in the last two weeks. Have you been impressed? Yeah, um, he's actually someone. He's one of those ones that when people play with, they all speak so highly. Uh, John played with him when he was uh, a kid at St Martin and um, any time Martin Boyle came back from Australia in the time at Hibs, he raved about um, Aaron Moy. Mm. He said he's an absolute animal in possession. He never gives it away. And <laughs> yeah. Actually, when, when you watch it, he, he was excellent the other night. I, I actually think as well that Hatati and O'Reilly have gone to another level since Cal McGregor's been out. I, I think Matt O'Reilly... Although it wasn't a brilliant night for Celtic at home to Leipzig, I thought Matt O'Reilly was uh, Celtic's best player on the night, and um, they've got they've got some super talents there. They certainly have. Listen, we're heading to the news. We'll be back in the next hour, Kevin. Thanks for the call. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. So we go into the games this weekend. Two points between the big two at the top of the table. Rangers in action tomorrow at three. Will Celtic be five points clear by then? Or will they stumble at Hearts? Should be some game at 12.30. Rangers at home to Livingston. And on the phone now to speak to Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn is Sean, a Rangers fan in Glasgow. Good evening, Sean. Hi there, guys. How are you all doing? Good. How are you? Are you sounding a wee bit yeah. nervous about tomorrow? Well, I'm, I'm very nervous, to be honest. And I want to say to Barry Ferguson and the guys... Um, Gio should not be the Rangers manager. Gio should have left Rangers long ago. He's not he's not accepted as the Rangers manager. He's not good enough to be the Rangers manager. And we need them out right now. And do you know what? And I've got to say, and Barry Ferguson, Barry Ferguson might not like what I'm going to say. See if Rangers drop points tomorrow or, uh, at the weekend. I would take a defeat if it means getting rid of Gio. Barry. Listen, there's a lot of word that some Rangers fans don't want him there. I think it's harsh. I, I still think he's he's due a bit of time. I've got to be honest with you, Paul. They're, they're no, the Champions League has not been great, let's be honest. I'm not going to... I can't say it has been. Um, has the, the league form been great? Muddle game? No. Previous to that, the St Martin game was, was pretty good, pretty convincing. The cup game during the week, I've says it's been flat. There's been no spark. They need to find it, and they need to find it quick. Or look, Gio will be coming under a bit of a bit of pressure. Sean's Sean's got every right to to be unhappy. Um, he's got an opinion that he doesn't want Gio to be there. 
But I, I'm not saying it because I know him and because I played with him. I still think he, he deserves time to be um, the Rangers manager. But performance is doing it to pick up. Sean, and Gio's no daft. Have you listened no. to him? Have you listened to his interview on in, in Wednesday night? Because I was interested to hear it. I heard Devil's interview, very honest and open. And Gio, I thought, was very open and honest. It's not good enough. We need to improve. And they need to improve quickly because you've seen the reaction of the, the Rangers fans after the game. Um, and you can hear Sean's, obviously, um, angry. anger and yeah. frustration. Um, and, I, and I get where he's coming from because, listen, when you when you support a club like Rangers or, or you play like a club like Rangers, you've got standards to set. And um, if you dip below them, you're going to come in for criticism, Paul. Sean, has he not got some uh, credit in the bank with you, having won the Scottish Cup and Seville, a European final? Sean? Sean's now speech. Um, Aye. Um, what, what he just says there, he's got, that, he's got that, a, wee bit, a wee bit of credit. If he won the, see if he won the Europa League. This is how crazy it is in Scotland and Glasgow, right? And I'll tell you one thing. See if Gio won the Europa League last season. Mm-hmm. He probably could have been one of the greatest ever Rangers managers, and that's including Walter Smith. But see, because we formed after that, and I'm, I hate to say it, but I don't think many Rangers fans actually... Uh, I'm not saying we don't like the guy. I'm not saying we don't welcome the guy. But I think the way Rangers are playing, right? Rangers are playing against Motherwell. Rangers are playing against Mung. You would not be shocked if Rangers went out and lost tomorrow. And that's the, that's the way it is. There's no confidence in the Rangers team. And that's the worry. And do you know what? And that's what... Uh, most people are talking about in pubs uh, up and down the country, mm. uh, the, the Bristol and that. See if Rangers lost tomorrow and it means getting rid of jail. Some Rangers fans, I'm not, I would never take that because I would never Yeah, not it. you. Yeah. But some, no, but some Rangers fans would go, take a defeat tomorrow if it means getting a better manager. And I'm sorry, Barry, but that's the way it's going in Glasgow. And the longer he stays in charge of Rangers, it's, I think it's got to get worth it, and I really don't. I don't believe Jill will take Rangers. Okay, and Sean, like, Sean, what about the players? What would you I say think to them? Jill will be in charge yeah. any longer in a year. Okay, on you go, Barry. Yeah, what, what about the players? Is Paul here just saying? What about the players? What would you say about them? Well, I think the players have been a disgrace to him as well. I think uh, Lindstrom has been embarrassment. Ryan Ryan Jack has been embarrassment. Tavernier has been embarrassment. I think there's a lot of people that need to look at themselves. I think it's the young people that are looking, looking after the Angels. And I think Tavern, Tavernier should not be a captain. Tavern, I love Tavernier and I've, I've given him credit on the show millions of times. Tavernier is a great player. He's a right back. He's not, he's not, uh, no, he's a right wing, sorry. He's not a right back and he's certainly not a captain. Stephen, what would you say as a captain of a football club at Falkirk about Sean? You can hear his passion. Right, he comes on uh, in the good times, and he sees this as the bad times. What would you say to Sean? Yeah, well, I think he, the, the the fact he's saying that there's Rangers fans out there wanting them to lose tomorrow. That, I don't believe that. That's different. So if you're 15 points behind in the title race and, and the league's already gone, you, you can. Well, well, see if you go, see if you go into pubs tomorrow, and you go at the Bristol, and you go at the right. Loudoun. If it means getting sacked, sack the manager tomorrow. We do want Rangers to lose tomorrow if it means getting rid of the manager. I, 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 I don't know how that can be the case. So what if Hearts beat Celtic at lunchtime and Rangers can go top? 
you think there's still fans in I, there that would want them to lose? See, no, no, I, I get where you're coming from, but see, to be honest, right, see, like Celtic's got to win tomorrow. Let's be honest, Celtic are running the show in the SPL, right? Celtic's got to win 3 or 4 nil tomorrow, right? So that's the goal of it. See if Rangers drop points tomorrow, right? And I hate to say it, and I'm, I'm the, one of the biggest Rangers fans. I was the guy who came on in 2020 yep. and said Rangers would win the league by 20 points. It was alright. Yep, you did well, actually. Right, Sean, Sean did. You're right. Sean, Sean, Sean what, what exactly do you know like about Van Bronckhurst? What exactly? What What is your what, the way he plays? The way he goes about it? He's demeanour on the sidelines. What What is it you don't like about Van Bronckhurst? He's just not a good manager. His His football tackles is not good enough. The football Rangers play is anti-defensive. There's no attacking in the Rangers team. There's no Barry, you watch Rangers, right? And you, like, as a fan, right? You, you, obviously, you're friends with Gio, right? So I can respect you in a wee bit. But you watch Rangers, right? Under Gio, there's no, there's no fun. You watch Rangers and you're nervous. You're watching. There's no, there's no fun about them. Right, Sean, he was asked about this today. Let's hear from Giovanni. Stay with us. He was asked about the lack of intensity. No, I think the intensity is there. I mean, I mean, the first 60 minutes, it was there, the intensity, you know, because we didn't give anything away. The intensity uh, we had against Liverpool or, or the games we won. I mean, it's just, again, intensity needs to be there, but not only for a part of the game. And, of course, when you are 3-4-0 up, you know, you will demotivate your opponent and then you know the intensity you know gets dropped a little bit but just the nature of the of the score in games but uh, as I said before 90 minutes you have to be there when we are there for 90 minutes with our intensity with our structure you know we will we will win a lot of games Barry what can change this for Rangers Barton Livingston tomorrow three or four yeah yeah yep. and I, I said that on, on Wednesday um I fully expected no been disrespectful to Dundee Dundee in the championship they've not got the same players they had when they were in the, the, the Premier League in my opinion they're a weaker team and I fully expected Rangers to win 3 or 4 now I get the last couple of games have been hard a hard watch the Champions League's been hard and obviously the defeat against Celtic look the fans ain't happy mm. but that that's the nature of the beast Paul do you think that there's something's wrong isn't there yeah, they, and they need to try and sort it. And I'm sure he's trying his best, but listen, it, you need to start getting results on, on the football pitch and the performances, as I said, Paul, need to go up a couple of notches. There's no doubt in my mind, because it has been hard the last two games, no doubt. But the, the only positive I can take out of the last two games is what? A victory and into the semi-finals. Now, they need to, obviously kick on a bit and, and we'll, we'll see what happens uh, at three o'clock tomorrow but I fully expect them Rangers should be no disrespect to Livingston either they're at home there's 52,000 fans there you should be running over the top of them Sean your final thoughts Barry's saying keep the do, faith do you, know, do, you know, do you know what Barry I hate to say it I've never done this on goal radios uh, and I've got to say the score Rangers won Wolverston 2 tomorrow Right, Sean, we'll speak to you on Monday then. Uh, he reckons they're going to lose. Stephen, you don't understand that. You'll not be going to the Bristol or the Loudoun tomorrow, will you? Because you'll be... You'll <laughs> no, I don't be, think John McGlynn will be happy with that. That's right. You'll be, you'll be playing tomorrow. Um, but Sean, listen, you can hear the, the, the passion. Yeah, I've had it. My, my, yeah. Myself, I've had a few Rangers fans pull me up in the shops or whatever and, and they're not happy. But listen, that, that's what happened. Do you all know that? Do you all know it's... it's um, 
people are not happy. And you see the reaction of the fans after the game, after getting into a semi-final, one and one nil. Listen, it wasn't great. Let's be honest, but. Um, he knows he's under a, a, a bit of pressure. Not the way you can stop that pressure, Paul is performing mm. and making sure he puts out the right team tomorrow. And I'm sure he'll be getting in about them. And I'm sure in that dressing room, an hour or so before the game, they need to rally themselves up and get in about it and and get in Livingston's faces and play a high tempo and high energy. That's what that's what the fans want. And see when you do that, Paul. They get behind you. Things happen, yeah. You were a bit surprised with some of the names that Sean threw in, the underperforming. I watched he, the game on yeah. Wednesday, I've got to be honest with you. I thought Lundstrom at least wanted to go and take yeah. the ball. Mm. And when you're, when things are not going great on the pitch, yeah. that's mm. one thing I always look, don't hide. He'd done that, Stephen Davis. I says to you, Radvan, look to, to show a bit of positivity in, in young Leon King. The, the only ones that I was, the ones that I've not been, had much game time over the last couple of months, I expected more of them. And that's what you've got to do when you get that opportunity. You might not be 100% match fit, but you need to go and give the manager a headache and make him think, listen, I, I, I want to get in that starting 11, but I think he's made his, um, his team selection pretty easy for Saturday. Do you think the confidence levels around Confid- the dressing room, confidence you can see low. it? It's, it's low. low. You can see that. You can see that in the performances. Here's Cholak. He was asked about the confidence level, but of course, his will be high because of his scoring record. I mean, my confidence level was from the beginning really high and uh, I set my targets to be the number one striker here. This is what I'm working hard for every day. And uh, of course, everybody wants to play, but um, I try to yeah, impress with my game. So of course, if the coach gives me the trust, pay it back. But at the end, it's all about uh, the success of the club. I'm just a part of that. Try to do what I came for. And, uh, I just try to continue now like that. Stephen, what do you do as a captain? You're, you're not a manager, but if confidence levels are low, can, can something flick a switch that they could start to to play in the way that they did last season? Uh, yeah, well, in Rangers, yeah. domestically, Rangers are, uh, they're winning. They are, they are, they're winning. So, I don't think, I don't think there's a single Rangers player tomorrow that's thinking they're going to lose to the Livingston. I think they're going to go out and they're going to try and put on a show and win. What I, what I do think is with what Sean's saying about the high intensity, I think they're watching across the city and seeing the way Celtic are yeah. playing and how the manager keeps talking about when we get three, we want four, when we get four, we want five. And that is the ideal way to play football. But I, I don't think Rangers are, are, are that team. I don't think, I think uh, he's a different type of manager. I think he wants control in the game. I think that's where he gets success, especially in Europe last season. He had control, can control of the game and um, sometimes playing the counter-attack. And I just think they're different. And I think in this, in this city, sometimes you can look across and judge yourself... Uh, against the rivals it's just what we do that always happens in the big cities doesn't it it's, it's inevitable none more so here in Glasgow yeah the, and tomorrow uh, there needs a few backsides kicked there needs a few people with their arms round, mm-hmm. round them eh? everybody reacts in a different way Paul and Stephen will tell you people like a, a wee dig out or other people like a wee arm round about them and get told how good they are and that's what needs to happen but they need to put a performance on because listen there is grumbling there's no doubt about it people are, are frustrated but again, I'll go back to it. I'd be more worried if they weren't winning games. Yeah. And they are winning games, certainly the last domestically. Champions League's a bit of a write-off. Um, but they can still gain some, uh, how can I put it, the, the last couple of games, going gain a bit of pride um, with the last couple of performances in Europe. But see, domestic, that, that's the main thing for me. See these last five, five league games, 15 points max. Mm-hmm. Cholak's been speaking about his goal-scoring targets, so this could cheer up 
Sean, here is Cholak. Since I play football, I never set a target. I just want to score as many goals as I can to score the chances I have, and I'm working hard for that. It uh, will be also tomorrow in the upcoming games. I just try to, to help the team to get everybody into chances, and of course myself, and then to, to try to finish them. And what about Livingston? Yeah, as you said, uh, it's a really tough game. We know how it was in the first uh, game of the season. Um, we know what we'll expect. Um, it's a tough team. Try to stay compact. They really, yeah, has they have really hate in the team. So um, they try to play their style of football. But of course, we tomorrow play at home at Ibrox uh, with our fans and our back. We want to. Um, yeah, impressed to to win again and uh, just to continue the the way we have in the league. He's confident, almost gallus, isn't he? Was that here? Yeah. Hate. No, hate. Oh, I right. I thought he said yeah. hate uh, in yeah. team. No, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know what you're going to get, Phil Livingston. Yeah. David Martindale's got them well set up. They're a well-drilled um, unit. Yeah. They're going to be tough to to break down. Um, and listen, he's been one of the plus points. There's no doubt about it. Look, outside the box, he doesn't really want to get involved in it. Listen, I'm fine with that because even it comes into the box, he knows where the back of the net is, no doubt about that. You wouldn't believe, would you, um, in football phone-in here and go radio, uh, there's only two points in it, but there's definitely something wrong at Rangers at the moment. Uh, they've still uh, got a lot to look forward to with the, the League Cup in the semi-final. That's two months away. But Stephen, this is football, isn't it? With two points in it, but you would think there was maybe 10 at the moment. Yeah, that that's that's a feeling I get. I mean, I won't I, I won't get to watch the Rangers game playing at the same time tomorrow. But if you if you're a Rangers fan, you're looking at the week. Celtic go to Tynecastle tomorrow. I know Hearts uh, haven't been in the best of form, but it's always a tricky game. Then they go to Livingston next week. Rangers have got two home games. The the, the league could look so different um, with the close of play at the end of next weekend. And as you said. It, it feels like what Sean says about wanting them to lose. Some Rangers fans, I, I, I can't believe that's true. It's, it's impossible for me that that's true. I think some fans sometimes say that. On, on all sides, yeah, sometimes I mean, they I, do. It just yeah. baffles me. It baffles me. Uh, that And uh, again, I, um, I keep kind of thinking, I'm, I'm on a, a, it's only two points just now. They're not playing great. I get that. There's frustration. I get that. But there's only two points in it. They're in the semi-final. Three games with Celtic left. Yep. Exactly. And we'll be there all the way. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! go, 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 go. Yep, you know we've teamed up with our friends at Clyde Built Home Improvements and this is your chance to win cash. Here on the Go Radio Football Show, all you have to do is predict the weekend Scottish Premiership results. And trying to win £550 this week... Is Connor from Cumbernauld. Hi, Connor. Good evening. And hi, Paul. Hi, lads. How you doing? Good. Barry, in good form. We're, uh, that was quite a call from Sean earlier, but yeah, you're okay. I don't have my earphones on there. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. He's getting ready for the weekend. And Stephen again. Stephen, yeah. All good. Yeah, all good, yeah. Uh, Connor, you're a Rangers fan. What do you make of things just now? I don't know if you heard Sean earlier saying that some Rangers fans, not him, but they would sacrifice the points tomorrow if the manager uh, was out. No, Sean said that. Yeah, I mean, well, I thought, he says I thought Rangers by the end of Livingston too. That's what he thought would happen. He didn't say he wanted that, but yeah, you get the general drift. What do you think, Connor? Well, listen, I would never sacrifice points for any reason whatsoever. And I think no matter what happens tomorrow, I don't think Joe would be getting sacked. Anyway, you know, he's getting the results. All right, it's no pretty, but see, at the end of the day, as long as you're winning games, that's 
the main thing that eventually the performances will come. So what are you thinking tonight? Everyone's going on about VAR. Ange Postacoglu saying he's not that bothered about it. Um, he will be if something happens, of course. What are you feeling about VAR? I, listen, I, don't, I, I think it's not going to solve all the problems, but um, it will solve hopefully the obvious ones and certainly you know the offsides and stuff like that. Um, those are extremely contentious because we've seen a few, even this season, quite a few tight calls. So I think they'll... It will solve that, but, you know, let's not kid ourselves. This is the West of Scotland, so it's not going <laughs> to no. stop that debate. Huge crowd tonight. What do you think, uh, Stephen? You spent some time at Hibs, not a long time, but you were there um, fairly recently. What do you fancy tonight at Easter Road? Uh, I've gone for Hibs to beat St. Johnson 2-1 with a controversial penalty for each team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keep them busy. So Kevin Clancy is the referee and it's uh, Willie Collum who's the first VAR official. So, But you reckon going to be a win for Hibs? They've been up and down the last week or two. Yeah, it's been a bad couple of results for them. Um, obviously the heavy defeat to Celtic. The Dundee United one was a bad one uh, going up there and to dominate the game but to lose out 1-0 having gone all right before that. So... Um, Bump back down to earth with that and then set the Celtic defeat. But I think under the lights of Easter Road, I think they can edge it. I think they're going to edge it. What do you feel, Barry? What do you reckon? What's Yeah, I'm going yep. Hibs. You're going Hibs? Yep, yep, I'm going Hibs. Obviously, they got battered last week by, by Celtic and I'm sure Lee Johnson will, will need a reaction and, and St. Johnson's form's not been great of late. So, yep, for me, it's, it's Hibs to win it pretty convincingly. What do you think, Connor? I think uh, I think Hibs as well, aye, but I'm not sure in the convincing thing. I, I think 2-1 for Hibs. You think? Because I don't think they're particularly firing all cylinders either. Stephen, what did you think about Lee Johnson's comments after the Celtic game? That he the players could, could learn, they should maybe wait outside the dressing room and ask about the diet and all the rest of it and the, the preparatory work that Celtic do. Were you surprised as a player? Yeah, because, I mean, as a young Scottish midfielder, you... You would obviously play against guys like Barry, and you'd look and say top players in the country, and you and you'd see how they go. But I would never, uh, as much as he, he nearly beat me just about every time. You're never going to a game and giving him that kind of. What do you do? You're so much better than me. That kind of thing. But he also kind of contradicted himself, and he said, um, "We have a. They say we come out the womb, and just Celtic Rangers are amazing, and they almost so." We've not to think that they're amazing, but we've also to ask them how they live their life. It was a wee bit contradictory. Barry? Yeah, he, he's spot on. Yeah. I, I thought that as well when, when I read it. I, I don't care. Like, for instance, if if we were playing the Champions League and I was coming up against an unbelievable player, I wouldn't go out and think, oh, wow, I'm just going to let him go and play. I would want to go and put my wits yeah. against him and, and give it my, my best shot. And Yeah, but was I, I was surprised at the... The interview, yep. and it was mm. a bit of a contradiction, if I'm being honest. Connor, what's your actual scoreline tonight? Hibs and Johnson? Yeah, 2-1. 2-1 for Hibs. Right, so all we need is your verdict rather than the scoreline. So tomorrow, the early kickoff. then. Hearts against Celtic. Uh, Stephen, let's start with you. What's going to happen at Tynecastle? Yeah, well, I think with uh, Hearts' defensive troubles and, and the way Celtic were firing the other night, I've gone for 3-1 to Celtic. Barry, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I think Celtic are going to win. Um, I wouldn't say convincingly. I think Hearts will, will make a, a fight here, but no, 2-0 Celtic for me. Before we ask Connor his, here's what Ange said today about young players coming through. Steve McManus and, and Darren O'Day are doing a great job and uh, I'm obviously closely linked with them and, and following the progress. So, um, you yeah, know, all we can do is sort of provide that pathway. I mean, I know you say we've lost a few, but, you know, we've got 
Tony Ralston, Cal McGregor and James Forrest who are living, breathing examples of, you know, if you stay at this football club, you can sort of have a pretty good career. Um, so it's not like we, um, you know, we don't have a formula for that. It's just a matter of, you know, you deal with every sort of case individually. And um, as I said, we this year we've closely aligned the B team with the first team so that, you know, they're training up here at Lennox Town. I see them every day. I talk to the coaches every day and we're aware of the, you know, the progress they're all making and, you know, um, we feel confident that we can provide them a pathway to becoming, you know, um, Celtic footballers in the near future. Come back to that in a moment or two. What do you think, Connor? Tomorrow, Hearts Celtic? 4-1 Celtic. 4-1, so you're a Rangers fan, but you're you're being pragmatic and you're pretty confident that uh, Celtic will win there. So what about what he was saying, Barry, about the young players? It sounds as though Ben Doak was mentioned, who was at Celtic, now doing well at Liverpool. Um, but they've have you been um, surprised, uh, or not pleased maybe, but you admire some of the players coming through at Celtic? Yeah, and, and like, no matter if it's Celtic or Rangers or Hearts, Hubs, but whatever, I always love to see a young player coming through yeah. the, the, the system and, and getting that break um, into the, the first team. Um, you always want to see that pathway. Yep, there has been a quite a... a a number of young players, 16, 17, um, getting snatched by the, the big guns down in England, but they're, they're willing to pay big money for these kids. Mm-hmm. And the, the the contracts that they go offered at a young age, for me, is far too much. I think you've got to earn the right first to go and um, earn a, a good salary. But listen, that's just... Uh, if a Premier League team down in England see a, a young pup doing really well, they're just going to come in and take them away. And you were a young pup at Rangers and they developed you... But if a Liverpool or a Chelsea had come in, if it was today, Barry, do you think you would still no, have said no? No, no, I had the chance when I was 15 to yeah. do that. No, I wanted to stay, because I was probably a homeboy as well, yeah. I wanted to stay with my mum and dad. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I just, I wanted to be uh, stay at home. Listen, everybody's got different ways of, of, of doing it. I'd just like to see the good young players stay in Scotland, get into the first team, and then, listen, it's always going to happen. If they do really well, then the big clubs are, are still going to come and get them and pay back, uh, sorry, pay top dollar for them. Or you can stay and become a, a James Forrest, maybe, in the uh, the odd case, because he could end up the the most decorated Celtic player of all time, couldn't he? Yeah, um, got to be honest, you almost, you almost forgot forgot he was still a kind of serious member. He played so little football. And I think when he came on, I was watching the Champions League game when he came on as a sub, and he looked really sharp. He was the sharpest I'd seen him in a few years. And... Um, you almost thought James Forrest back and um, yeah. he goes and gets his hat trick and delighted for him he was, I was in the Scotland under 21s with him um, a long time ago and a brilliant boy he, even though he was playing for Celtic at the time just so humble and going through his career quiet no social media just scored goals win trophies uh, a brilliant example to all the young players there so you helped him to make it, Stephen. Definitely Basically, not, that, no. <laughs> right, let's move to St Mirren, another of Stephen's old clubs, up against Dundee United. Connor, what do you think is going to happen at the new Love Street? Mm, that's, a, that's probably the toughest one. Um, I think I think one each. One each, so you're going for the draw. Barry, what do you reckon? St Mirren. I'm going St Mirren to win the game. I, yep. yep. Top six, uh, United have rallied a bit, but uh, that'd be a great yeah, one. Played for Stephen Robinson. Yeah, yeah, wasn't he a great spectacle? Come on, obviously get thrown into the semis. No, I'm going to go St. Martin to beat them. Okay, do you want you... the result? Yeah, I do. Yeah, two one, two one. What's your scoreline, Connor? Uh, one each. You're one each. Okay, score draw. What do you think, Stephen? It's actually the 
other obviously Celtic Rangers is the one I'm most confident about. I think uh, Simon won three 0 at Tannadice. Uh, I think they can set a, a kind of long-standing kind of record at home. Yeah, if they're unbeaten tomorrow, but I, I fancy them to put United away and couldn't decide one or two now. I've just gone for one 0 Going for one 0 Oh, just one 0 Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But yeah, we're going for St Mirren. I just, I just, yep. I think they're strong. I think. Uh, Aye, 1-0. OK, going for 1-0 for St Mirren. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. We're on the score predictor with our friends at Clydebilt Home Improvements. Uh, Barry's looking at the cards and studying it. Because uh, you've not had six out of six yet. No, and, and you know your football, I know. It's yeah, tough, isn't it? It's harder yeah. than we think. But Kevin did about four weeks ago and got, what, £1,300. Yeah. So there's five fifty uh, available tonight. What about Motherwell against Aberdeen? I think this is a great game tomorrow. Barry at Fir Park. Score draw. One Score each. draw. Scorers. <laughs> Majofsky and... Paul McGinn. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're going to score draw. Connor, what do you think? Oh, um, I, I think I think a score draw as well. I think 2-2. Uh, right, you're going 2-2. Two, two. Mr McGinn? Yeah, full house. I agree with the guys. Motherwell are better away from home and Aberdeen are better at home. So uh, I've gone for a one each. What if your brother's listening? And hopefully he is at the moment. So I'll text him good luck like I do every week. And I really I do could. hope he wins. But yeah. uh, I, I fancy a draw. Is that, is that what you three you do? Just text in your wee group chat. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, well, my mum starts it. My mum starts it. Right. She's, uh, she's yeah. soppy. Good luck. No bookings. <laughs> or the yeah. usual. You just uh, good you, luck. It's uh, superstitious. You, you need to see it. See, I've asked started something like that I was always like before the game oh, so you for my missus or the yep. kids mm-hmm. even when they were younger I, I needed to get a text off them yeah. wow. to yeah. say good luck sure. and if it didn't I was like it was playing in my mind and uh-huh. I'd be texting fire the text through good luck yeah. please <laughs> I, 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 I don't dis- I don't need it but I like sending uh, it to them well, I like letting them know well, I, I need it I was a needer <laughs> so, I like seeing I like seeing see if I know my family's at the game uh-huh. I like kind of finding them and seeing uh-huh. them uh-huh. And, uh, yeah I, Usually the crowd's not that big where I'm playing, so you can oh, find it quite easy. But uh, I, I like seeing them before the game. So your, your number is 07850. If people want to send Stephen McGinn <laughs> a good luck tomorrow, you can guess the rest of it. Right, so you're all going for the draw on that one, is that right? Yep. 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 Everybody at the draw. Uh, Kilmarnock against Ross County. Going to start with you, Stephen. What do you think? It's a big game in, in terms of the league positions. Um, and it'll be a bit of a... I always fancy Kelly at home under Derek McInnes but I think it'll be a bit of a come down after the other night uh, I th- I've gone for a nil-nil draw going for nil-nil yeah a bit of a come down Barry what do I've you reckon for a draw as well you two are at it yep. Yep. <laughs> okay and yep because yep. two of them listen Ross County are rock bottom yep they need points Kilmarnock obviously put in a lot, a lot of work done a night Kyle Lafferty's missing Doyle's missing yep. as well yep. injury um, yep. So they're lacking a bit of firepower. So for me, yep, a draw. Okay, what do you reckon, Connor? Well, it's not going to be a hat trick of draws this time. Um, I, I actually think one 0 Ross County. I, oh, can, right. I can see them getting the result. I think mainly because Doyle and Lafferty are injured, and I think County are they're due mm-hmm. to get that result for somewhere. Yep. Um, and I think that could be the more. So yeah, one nil. One nil. You reckon to County? So what about your own Rangers at home to Livingston? Been so much criticism. What do you think, Connor? Is going to happen tomorrow? Um, 
I think we'll win. I think we'll win two 0 because I mean, Livy can frustrate you even when you're at home. They're they're a tough team to to break down. Um, and the form we're on, I don't see it being you know free flowing, scoring football for us. But two 0 I think is the about right for me. Aye, two nothing. Your manager said today he knows the players need to be and play better. You know, I think the message is clear. Also, what I said about uh, after the game, I think we were. 60 minutes, we, we were playing really well. You know, the only thing we can say is that we, we didn't score uh, the goals we needed to score. You know, 3-4-0 time and at halftime would have been there. That's what we need to improve. You know, I think especially when we when you see the last half an hour, I think we, were, uh, we struggled in keeping our structure. I think that's the most important uh, thing for me to have that uh, for 90 minutes tomorrow. And that was also the focus uh, we had in the last couple of days. Yeah, Barry's critical today in his column and here on Go Radio about the players not giving what they could and what they would expect at Rangers. Stephen, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Well, even though Sean told us that Livingston are going to win 2-1, yep. I'm, I'm going to agree with Connor. Uh, I think Rangers will win. I don't think they're going to click into form and blow Livingston away. They're not the type of team you can blow away. They're difficult, but I think they'll win 2-0. Difficult to play against Livingston, they always make it tough. Yeah, and as I said, they're, they're a well-drilled um, unit. No doubt about it, they'll make it hard for Rangers. I don't think it'll be a goal fest, but Rangers will get the three points. And Nibley, you've always liked to look at him. I like him, yeah. but I mean, I, I was at the game, the, the game at Livingston. Um, for the first half, to be honest with you, he was immense. He was, he caused Rangers all sorts of problems. Um, so hopefully tomorrow he, he has an off day. <laughs> so, everyone going for Rangers. Connor, you've gone for Hibs. Tonight against St Johnson, you've gone for Celtic tomorrow. Rangers, you've gone for Ross County to win at Kilmarnock. Uh, a draw, Motherwell, Aberdeen. And St Mirren, Dundee United, your scoreline, Connor? Was it one each? One, one each, yeah, you're going for the draw on that one. Listen, thanks very much for calling in to go ready. We will speak to you soon. And that's the score predictor. Will he be on on Monday night? We'll find out then. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! This is the weekend edition as we go into the Go Radio Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, former Kilmarnock, Hibs, where else, Stephen? St Mirren. And St Mirren, of course. Uh, came through the ranks at St Mirren. You've been there a couple of times. Down south as well. Good uh, career there. Yeah, uh, Watford, Sheffield United, Wickham, Shrewsbury. Great career. Barry, isn't it? He looks much yeah. younger. I know I said it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I knew Watford, Sheffield United huh? and Wickham because he'd yeah. say <laughs> earlier about Wickham but I never knew Shrewsbury. Um, yep. But listen, it's listen, good career. A lot of big clubs and <clears throat> as I said, still going strong at what you, 38? <laughs> 33 but listen yeah. I always say to players play as long as you can don't uh, stop yeah, yeah play as long as you can as long as you stay once you get into your 33, 34 mid uh, 30s Paul it's all about staying clear of injury and if you do that the way that you, you people look after yourself now you can have a Barry might not remember career. but uh, not long after I done my knee I done my cruciate quite a bad gym down at Watford and we played Blackpool at Bloomfield Road and uh, he came over and sat with us I was in the crutches and asked how I was getting on and stuff and as I, I was a young player at the time and actually I was thinking that's nice touch that like actually made yeah. me feel because you had quite a lot of few Scottish boys in the team and it was one yeah. of those days I think I'd yeah. love to be out there and uh -huh. he was actually great with me before the game I really appreciated, appreciated it What was the scoreline? 
Can't remember. Okay. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, actually, the good things you do, then because people say at times, oh, he was grumpy or whatever. It was, but, but there was an amazing loads. player. But yeah, but yeah. I was all listen. I was grumpy because I wanted to win on the best. pitch. Yeah, yeah listen off yeah. the pitch are a total different guy. Paul. Yeah. Well. I are. Yeah. So that. <laughs> uh, this weekend, uh, your son, you went down to see him last week. Yeah, during the week, uh, Morecambe. Um, they were playing in the, is it Papa John's. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's playing. that many sure. things going down there. It's like a group stage. <clears throat> so they had a good um, win, 2 1 against Morecambe. Good. Derek Adams, yeah. who was the manager at, at Morecambe. So, yeah, good win against a League One team. Or Harrogate, of course. I see Tyson Fury said to Jim White yesterday morning he might buy uh, Morecambe. Yeah, he sponsors him. Um, I've seen his, yep. his branding was on their their, their strips. Um, so listen, he's worth. I, I don't know <laughs> even more than yeah. the McGinns. <laughs> uh, I think the happiest one with that here, yeah. and that's him current owner and Morecambe he's just thinking I'm bumping that price right of up. Of course, for Tyson. he is, isn't he? Yeah, um, it was a big uh, benefit day today. Uh, a lunch for Chris Boyd's. Charity. So it was Brown Jim White today. Jimmy mm. Carricker was on. Uh, our own Mark was there. Yep, so I, I couldn't make it. I had, I had something on. But listen, he's he's doing great things. Obviously, for what happened with his brother. That's so right. fair play yep. to Boyd. He does a lot of work for mental health. Yep, that that side of things. Yeah, so not fair play to him. And I'm sure he got a brilliant turnout. Indeed, and Jimmy Carricker. I mean, good. What a career he had. Liverpool uh, favourite like in England. To yeah, he's good, isn't he? Yep, yeah, he's, he's very good. Well, probably one of my favourite mm. pundits. Of course, Jim was there on the on the dot asking then about Stephen Gerrard because they're close pals, obviously, as two Liverpool legends. Yeah, well, well, Jim's everywhere, isn't he? <laughs> he is, yeah. Everywhere. We went out last night, we well, lost Jim White in oh, Glasgow. Right. So it was. Uh, I knew you'd have been yeah, out somewhere. Yeah, we were out last night with Mark, very briefly after the show last night. Maybe tonight we'll see what happens. Uh, and Stephen, for you, early to bed tonight with the wee one, how, how's he doing? Yeah, all good, yeah. yeah. How many yeah. weeks now? Uh, it was four weeks on Tuesday, wow. so yeah. yeah. Coming along good. Are they coming to the match soon? Yes, tomorrow. Wow. My first uh, first time coming to watch me. So uh, tough day for my witnesses. <laughs> Are they okay for comps? Yeah, should be okay. Yeah, just uh, as during one of the breaks, my wee nephew's coming as well. So could be tougher in the players' lounge and in the pitch tomorrow. <laughs> four weeks. I don't know if I could go back to that. Pole. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jeez, oh, four yeah. weeks old, screaming and shouting and not getting any sleep. Yeah. Are you in the spare room? Uh, tonight, yeah. Tonight. <laughs> Best night of the week. Or pre-match, of course. Well, Hibs up against St. Johnson. We might get the team news before we go off. We'll let you know. In fact, I think it is just coming in. But let's hear, looking to tomorrow, here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about the game with Hearts. It is a challenge for every club that, that has to juggle sort of European competition because of, you know, it's not just the fact you're playing extra games, but there's... Um, travel involved you know there's all these other sort of um, you know, things that come into it that other clubs don't have to deal with so even in terms of focus and it's it's difficult to maintain or you know concentration on what the next challenge is is sometimes so um but you know I mean that's for them to to assess but um yeah it's not easy when you when you're kind of you know juggling uh, the two competitions for sure but he won't be fooled will he about hearts Barry he will know that hearts despite the injuries at home it's always a tough game. Yeah, it's and it's a brilliant place to yeah. go and play, Paul. Um, the fans are right on you. Um, and look, Hearts have, have not been great domestically over the last couple of weeks, but look, Robbie still get good enough players to cause um, Celtic some problems. Um, but I, I just think they're missing key players, like Halkett and Liam Boyce, guys like that who, for me, are, are so important to Hearts. Um, but listen, it'll still be tough. They'll still make it tough, but... I just think Celtic have got too much um, 
in the tank to for Hearts to take anything off him. Wonder who'll start for them, Gikamakis or Kyogo? What do you think for Celtic I think tomorrow? Probably yeah, Gikamakis. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, rotating yeah. them. Stephen, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think Gikamakis. I think yeah. Uh, I think part of Kyogo's kind of quite obvious frustration the other night is he's not lost the number nine jersey as such. They do rotate, but I think um, he's kind of struggled recently. And Jackie Marcus comes into the team last Saturday and quite ruthless scores a double. So, um, but it's a it's a brilliant problem man just got. I mean, it's a it's a, bril- it's a brilliant yeah. problem to have uh, two totally different strikers and both desperate to score goals. Ian's been on a Celtic fan at the socials at Go Football Show, and he's asking any word about Callum McGregor. So we know the captain's going to be out till at least uh, after the World Cup. We saw him going down south. That's always a sign of you know a serious injury. Barry, any the sooner he's back for Celtic, the better. Yeah, look, they're, they're going to miss him. For me, he's he's the main man in that engine room. Yeah. He, he he holds everything together. Um, he's a leader. But listen, one thing about it is that's why you have a big squad because these things sometimes happen, Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul, and yep. so the beauty of it is somebody else can take that opportunity. And Aaron Moy who we spoke about earlier. Listen, he's a quality footballer, you, you can see that. Um, the three that started at Fur Park, O'Reilly, Hatati, and Moy, still a, a strong three, but listen, any team would, would miss a, a player of Callum McGregor's quality. Um, and like, you probably see him back after the after the break. He plays so many games, he's rarely out, isn't he? Remember last season, obviously, he wore the mask, nothing stopped him. Yeah, and it's uh, he's churned out games 60, 70 uh, games a season for the last few years but it's, the interesting bit is whether Ange goes back to, to the way he went against St Johnson um, does he go with even more attacking in, in his absence does he bring Haksabanovic back into the middle and with O'Reilly and Hitati dropping back so um, he's well known to, to take the shackles off even further so it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me for him to do that He's got options. We'll come back to the other games and we'll hear from GVB in a moment or two. Uh, here's the Hibs team for tonight. Marshall and goals, of course, the captain. Rocky, Porteous, the now Scottish international player. Hanlon, Cadden, Newell, Campbell, McGuinness, Cabraja, Boyle and Kuharevich. So that's the Hibs team. Up against St. Johnson, Matthews and goal. Brown, Considine, Mitchell, Gordon the skipper. Montgomery, Halberg, McGowan, Wright, McLennan, and Clark, Nicky Clark, also see he's a new dad, uh, Stephen. So he'll probably be in the spare room. Uh, will have been last night. The boy, the boy McGinn. Yeah, McGe- you would have played with McGinnis. Yeah, you? he's been he had a long term injury. Yeah, I was just I was just looking yeah. at it there. The last time he started was um, I think it was September last year, twenty third of September. Um, quite clo- quite close to Kyle and, and his family. Obviously, a young player. His family are all Mad St Mun fans and uh, really tough boy and absolutely delighted for him that he's back in. Um, the brilliant start to last season and such an unfortunate uh, spell he's been out. So, yeah, buzzing he's back on the pitch. VAR, the big talking point. Sorry, Barry, on you go. Yeah. No, you're going to no, jump I'm just in there. Just because you said VAR. <laughs> uh, indeed. Here's Andrew's take on VAR. Um, I've never seen so much excitement about something that's. Um, oh, mate, I'm totally ambivalent to it. I, I think the best outcome for VAR this weekend is if we don't use it, it means all the decisions are right. But it's not like it's an exciting new signing or something. <laughs> that stuff doesn't rock my boat, mate. But I know others are really excited by it. Good luck to them. But I doubt anyone's uh, buying an admission ticket to see what VAR does this weekend. I think they'll, they'll be there to watch the football, hopefully, anyway. It's terrific, isn't it? I love it. Yep. 
Yeah, well, I'm I'm buying Hibs TV tonight. If what is for? Of course. For yeah. Doing. Well, I know. I thought it would be on telly tonight. This is where. Yeah, I thought it was on yeah. TV. I was surprised when I came into the office, Paul, and you says it's not. So I'll need to go on, and I don't know how much is.
Of course, you still get an allegiance there as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I still but keep you enjoy working with, with the owner. Yeah, with Stephen. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week, hopefully. Barry, we'll be back in Monday and then uh, well, Tuesday as well, of course, and then Wednesday for the European All Nights. Right. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Coming up next, it's Zoe after the news at seven. And I'm the predictor. Will Conan be back on Monday night? We'll find out with the score lines. And good luck with the VAR tonight. Wonder what we'll be talking about in our own gar on the programme on Monday. Thanks, everyone, who called in tonight. We're back Monday at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.